From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's our great joy to welcome you today. We get a brand new week started and looking forward to some good times together here every day at this time, and I trust you'll join me as often as you can. Today, we're going to be looking at John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 33, and I'm going to be talking about timely truth for tough times, something the Lord's given us that'll help us when the times get tough. Now, let me remind you today, I'm in Evansville, Indiana at the Faithway Baptist Church. We'll have a great service there tonight. Brother Joe Arthur and I will be preaching a doubleheader together, and I hope that many of you in the southern Indiana, north Kentucky area will plan to be with us at 7 o'clock tonight, Faithway Baptist Church in Evansville. And then, of course, the National Sword of the Lord Conference is coming less than a month away now, July 18 through 21, and we're looking forward to having many of you with us at Walkertown, North Carolina. Remember, there are no fees. Everybody's a walk-in. Every seat is a free seat, and we will be delighted to have you there. Bring your family. Bring your church family. It'll be a grand time. Check our website for further details. Now, let's get right to our subject today. We're talking about timely truth for tough times. John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. It's pretty obvious that you and I are living, as Jesus said, in this world. We are living in a place where that a lot of things go wrong. Some people do right, and they do it all the time. But there are others, and a lot of others, who do wrong, and they do it all the time. A lot of those wrongs bring hurt, they bring heartache, and they create havoc for everybody near wherever the perpetrator is. And so we have a lot of stress and a great deal of distress in the world where we live. So when Jesus said pointedly that we are, quote, in the world, it is a reminder that we're in a situation where that a lot of things are going awry. Now, we have to ask this question. Is it God's will for all of this hurt and heartache and havoc to be happening to us? Is that a part of God's plan and design for us? And the answer is no. That absolutely is not God's doing but it's the result of sin, it's the result of Satan, it's the result of a nation, a world that has given itself to everything but God, and when God gets his will, those kinds of things go away. So, it's not God's doing. God did not design it that way. Whenever he gave us free will, it put us in a position where we can make choices, and a lot of people are choosing to do wrong. But here you and I are, and I'm assuming that you are saved, you're a Christian, and if you're not, I want to help you with that. If you don't know and know for sure that you're saved, I hope that sometime soon that you're going to pick up the phone and call the Sword of the Lord headquarters here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and let me or someone here on our staff, and we have plenty of soul winners here, that can help you. But we want to help you to make that choice to receive the Savior. We'll show you from the Bible how to get it done so that you'll know you're doing it God's way. And I'll give you the contact information at the end of the broadcast here. So here's where we are. If you're saved and you're sincere, you're serving the Lord, you're doing right, 
But, oh my, in this world, guess what happens? You will get mistreated sometimes. You may get abused. You may get betrayed. Somebody may cheat you. There may be people who will mock you and bully you. They will do things to you that are just outright persecution. There may be times when people that you thought were your friends leave you out. At other times, you may be accused of things that you're not in the least guilty of. You can get maligned and badgered and intimidated. And with all of this going on, I mean, defeat may be right on your doorstep. So that's something of the world that we live in. And yet the Lord Jesus said to us that uh, he has an answer. He has a way that we can function even in this kind of an environment. So let's note what we learn here in this passage. Let me read it again. Jesus said, These things have I spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, if you look at it closely, the Lord acknowledges our dilemma. He says, Ye shall have tribulation. It reminds me of that other passage in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, that says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you try to do right, if you stand up for the Lord, if you make your case for just being a solid Christian and you're going to proclaim the Lord's message, you're going to find that some people will not like you. In fact, that's putting it mildly. They're going to hate you. And hating you, as they likely will do, you need to understand it's just a part of what goes with the territory. When you have set up shop and you've determined you're going to serve the Lord, not everybody's going to go along with you. In fact, in the very next chapter in John's Gospel, in chapter 17, verse 13, Jesus said, These things I speak in the world that they, talking about his disciples, might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So he's giving us instruction. He's giving us warning. He's telling us what to expect in the world. He said, in me, you're going to have some other things. You're going to have some good things because you're with me. But in the world, you're going to have this hurt and heartache that's going to come. Verse 14 of chapter 17, he said, I have given them thy word. And the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So when you and I identify with him, then we disaffiliate from our worldly connections. We're no longer identified primarily with the world, even though we're living in it. And at the same time, Jesus said, because you have the word, because I have the word, because we have his message, he tells us pointedly in that verse, the world will hate us for that. Now, you drop down to verse 16, and he reminds us, you may be in the world, but you're not of the world. And he tells us that very, very pointedly and very clearly. So yes, he understands our situation. He tells us that we will have tribulation. There's no denial of that. There are no semantics to twist this around and make it sound different to what it actually is. There are no theological caves where we can just crawl in and hide and act as though nothing's going to happen. Jesus gives us pointedly warnings, and it will be wise for us to acknowledge what Jesus has acknowledged. He acknowledges our dilemma. You and I need to acknowledge that as well. So the Lord has, according to this passage we're looking at here in chapter 16, verse 33 of John's gospel, the Lord has, quote, spoken unto us. He has given us his word. 
Now, he can do that because he has knowledge, and his knowledge is infinite knowledge. There are no limits on it. He knows everything backward and forward. I mean, upside down and sideways, he knows the truth about everything. And so when he talks to us, he's giving us the full spiffy. I mean, he is telling us the details, exactly what we need to know, because he has the foresight to do that. After all, remember, the Lord Jesus is a part of the Godhead. He is God the Son, and He is the Son of God. So He understands our need, knows the dilemma that we're in, but notice the contrast that there is in this verse. He talks about how that we're in the world, but then He says, you're in me. There's a difference between what the world offers and what He offers. The world offers us tribulation. That's trauma. That's hurt. That's heartache. That's all kinds of difficulty. But Jesus said that he offers to us peace. Now, what's going on out in the world is on the outside. The peace that Jesus offers is on the inside of us. That is, you and I can get a bearing on our circumstances. We can get a fix on who we are, what we're about, how we're to function. And even though everything is going crazy in the outside world, you and I don't have to be going crazy on the inside we can have peace with God and the peace of God deep within us. And as we have that, then we can function even when the storm is howling, even when the river's overflowing, even whenever the tragedies are unfolding all around us. The world offers all of its hurt and heartache, but the Lord Jesus is offering us something that will enable us to keep our head up high and keep ourselves walking straight even whenever there are great, great difficulties. And here's what he challenges us to do. In the midst of all of this, he says, quote, be of good cheer. Now, this is not a denial of reality, not at all, but it is the privilege of every child of God to be, in fact, somebody with heart, somebody with spirit, somebody with joy. It is the privilege of the children of God. Therefore, when we say be of good cheer, he's telling us, don't be intimidated. Don't take intimidation. If you are strengthened in the Lord, then you can push back when the enemy comes at you. Then you can stand up whenever the world's telling you to sit down. And you must not take intimidation. I often have thought, you know, when somebody really wants to push you around and tell you what you can't do, the children of God need to stand up and be counted and not be intimidated by the forces that press against us. In the same way, you and I must not plead entitlement. Sometimes it's like, well, you know, uh, you're hurting me and I'm somebody special, so uh, you don't need to do that to me. And if you do that to me, then I'm going to cry. I'm going to whine. I'm going to get bitter. I'm going to fall apart. Folks, that simply is not the Christian way. That is not how we are supposed to conduct business. So what happens here? When we are in Christ, the Spirit of God works in us. And you remember what the fruit of the Spirit is? Well, read Galatians chapter 5. You'll figure it out. The Bible tells us that one of those pieces of fruit, that ninefold cluster of fruit, one of the things that the Spirit of God produces in us is joy. And if that joy is down deep inside of us, 
then you and I can exhibit on the outside rejoicing. We can proclaim rejoicing as the Spirit of God produces joy in us, and we can show ourselves to be a person of a good spirit and a good heart and a person that is cheerful in our expressions. So day by day, you and I walk with the Lord, and in so doing, we can be that person of good cheer. Now, one more thing here that you need to see. Jesus tells us that the key to all of this is where he says, I have overcome the world. When you and I realize that the Lord Jesus is indeed the conqueror, he's the overcomer. He is the one who has effected the victory, not only for himself, but for us as well. Romans chapter 8 talks about us being more than conquerors. And we learn from just watching the Lord Jesus what it means to be a conqueror in this world. We're in the world. There's all kinds of heat, all kinds of pressure, all kinds of difficulty. But you and I living in this world should be a person of good cheer. And we can do so because we have the connection that we have with him who has overcome all of this. Whatever Satan throws at us, Jesus has already dealt with it. Whatever heartaches may come, Jesus has already made an arrangement to enable us to keep walking through the valleys, keep walking in spite of whatever happens that might try to strike us down. And so you and I, day by day, we can be overcomers. We can be victorious. We too can be conquerors because Jesus said, I have overcome the world. This is a special passage. These things, Jesus said, I've spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So a timely truth in these troubled times. And I thank the Lord that we have the privilege to talk about it today. I hope you'll get in touch. Let me hear from you. And uh, any questions you have, I'll be glad to try to answer. So write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And don't forget our website. Check it out, swordofthelord.com. So until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.